dangerous than a clock, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network, hosted by me, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. It was already... And we're, doing, and we're doing a classic two-man operation oh, here because uh, Dave is away on assignment. And, uh, well, folks like Phil Kohler has a birthday, and so he can't come out and do this. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Danielle Riendo, she is too busy moving to New York City. And Brett Alston's so, in Tokyo. And Brett Alston's in Tokyo. It's just... And and Anne is away as well. Mm-hmm. I, I keep I got to remind myself. Got to have Anne back, and because mm-hmm. she has all these opinions on the new Black Canary book, among other things. Oh, I, but uh, we do have Chris Antista here. Hey. Boo! Yes, I know. And um, this, yeah, this is the weekly comic book podcast where we talk about all the big news in the world of comic books and the movies based on them and TV shows and all that stuff and also geek culture mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, why not just geek culture in general? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I've been so busy and I just like <laughs> I get done with work and it's like midnight and I don't <laughs> and like too mm-hmm. often I've had too many drinks and I don't like yes. I don't like to read when I'm drinking. It's just no, Monday it's, and Tuesday for well, sure. It's, I've it's been drinking. It's really hard to focus on reading when drunk. I definitely know that feeling. <laughs> Yeah, it's Monday Night Movies, Video Game Apocalypse. If you really need to know, that's mm-hmm. why. That's why. It well, it can go late as it mm-hmm. did this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also have you been enjoying when I'm making my uh, intros now more topical than just a comic book reference. Yeah, and, uh, that that shit really depresses me. Yeah, uh, I don't. Just, yeah, I, I don't like talking that much about current events and moral mm. issues but that picture of that kid in handcuffs really <laughs> makes me want to cry this is nerd in a nasa yeah. t-shirt yep. who who his engine it did a home project his engineering Th- teacher asked thought him a to teacher do. might liked and yeah he thought it was a somebody heard thought, the story yeah somebody it was I, uh, ahmed this this student named ahmed in texas who thought it, like he was just doing happy project. though mm. i saw a picture of the clock Oh. It looks really bomb-like. <laughs> it it looks stereotypical movie bomb-like. I know, but it's just like if, he, if not, his name a, wasn't Ahmed and he wasn't middle of I know, of but I'm trying to find... And unlike, I think unlike the typical reaction that most blogs... Why, that's why I don't like a, a, mm-hmm. a lot of the soapboxing is like, yeah, the world is so racist and unfair. I'm like, I'm trying to look for the way where like, how can I? Yeah. How can this look like an honest mistake and that people are good? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only one I can find is that... Holy shit, does it look like a bomb? You want to imagine it's a Seinfeld-esque I do. Uh, mis- like, misapprehension. Yeah, like, like Se- no, I'm not racist, no, I mean, yeah. Seinfeld's a great, uh, uh, a great comparison. A bunch of terrible people who generally try and do the right thing, mm-hmm. although selfishly, but you can see, it doesn't make them evil people. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with a scourge or a plague of issues like it. But but sometimes but, if you get a if you get a cigar store Indian and you're making fun of, and you're dancing around, you might insult somebody. <laughs> No, I uh, I just saw that episode. I'd never seen that episode before. Oh, really? I think. No. I I love when he is innocently asking the mailman for like, hey, where would this Chinese restaurant be? And the mailman turns around and and is uh, and is Asian. He's like, oh yes, sorry, sir. Here's the. He's like, no, no, I didn't mean it. Now, <laughs> I no the show. Yeah, I would say in this situation, uh, maybe the nicest way to look at mm-hmm. it is that it's not even that somebody was just somebody in charge was racist and said mm-hmm. like this is arabs brought a bomb to still, school but still texas it's, I, I but i also think that like this is still the post 9-11 bullshit that's just like we are terrified of terrorism and it's the same deal of just like you know going through an airport still it's it's just the same culture of fear and so nobody wants to be like 
the person who failed to stop a, a guy from getting on a plane on 9-11 or whatever. Yeah. Nobody wants to err on the side of, eh, maybe this, I shouldn't be afraid. But but when it's a child, it's a 14-year-old child. child I will say the positive thing about this is right, that people are falling over themselves to like help this kid now. Like The president wants to invite him to the White House. I said saw, in a tweet. I saw um, a local game developer. It's like, hey, I heard you got some time free. You want to come over and see how games are made? Totally. Like, like he, like nice. this, this kid, who, what what happened to him is real shitty, and I hope he can get over it. And I also hope that, like, that all the powerful geeks in America mm-hmm. and in the world will, like, give him all the, all the support to make this a uh, blessing in disguise, or at least, like, a good thing in the end. But, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, this this is similar to, to make this about a white person and myself, <laughs> Uh, I do feel like this is similar to no in, in Columbine, post Columbine, oh, geeks were geeks were just super. If you were like the geek, a sullen geek, mm-hmm. people were looking at you of like, did he bring a gun to school? Like bowling for Columbine captures that perfectly. The mm-hmm. terror they had of geeky white people, yeah. you know, and and if Bob Mackey was here, he would tell the story about that he was the only geek at his school oh, yeah. uh, that was profiled in that way and that he was shit on for like years of his high school life because because after Columbine like I, I bet a lot of it explains a lot about Bob feel it. He, <laughs> his distrust of authority yeah. his hate of it uh, really does <laughs> yes yeah, it does uh, but so that's geek news. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's about a geek. <laughs> it's about the comic books, Hankry. Yes, it is. And, and, and I, I read, I read several. a lot. Did, oh, you did. You yes. were you were away reading a bit. One. Uh, I I hate it because I, I tend to like cram now. Uh-huh. Uh, In the time between our streams, which by the way, watch our streams every yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at three p.m. People are nice enough to send me codes, and like when I come on, the, I realize now when I come on the show and like I didn't read anything. It's like mm-hmm. why the fuck did I go to the trouble yeah, of sending, sending you, free you codes comic books? Yes, if you're not gonna yeah. read shit but just to give if i basically if i don't comfortably remember to read comics on thursday and friday mm-hmm. by the time i do not have time on the, if i don't bring my ipad with me to my girlfriends because i've said that before i treat this i now work in my home very hard <laughs> uh-huh. and once friday five o'clock my girlfriend's out i pull the flintstone bird's tail <laughs> And I, yeah, I dinosaur tail out of here and I never come back. Yep. And if yeah. I don't bring my iPad, I got no comics. If I don't bring comics, I got no comics. Yeah. So no, nothing on the weekend. Then it's all work. Like Monday's my hardest day. Um, oh boy. Is Monday's it, yeah. my hardest day. You uh, like Garfield hate Mondays. Yes. Uh, got to edit laser time, get it up. We do bonus time, do another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, do Monday night movies, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, VG, and then the next day, VGA streams, getting our yeah. articles ready, doing all the art for everything. Emails, emails, emails. And so if I, that's the thing. If I don't remember to, to read comics on Thursday and Friday, I cannot talk about them <laughs> the following Wednesday. Yes. It sucks. Champagne problems. Thank you yep. for the Patreon donors, but I've never yeah. been so, I haven't been so busy in years. And, yeah. And also I think in the time, this is our first one since we have the new uh, layout of the site too. And you guys should check it out. Yes. There's, the site has been redesigned. There's actually a really cool new article today about, um, I believe it was six uh, Marvel characters that deserve should their own Netflix, Netflix show as well. Yeah. yeah it was it's really a, cool. I just, not, I mean, that is, that is such a good place for those characters it's yeah. a little less expensive than mounting um a hollywood production but you can't but you also don't want to make it an ABC, abc sitcom with 22 episodes yeah and everything yeah there's there's a, but a there's 13 a episode run. arc man that's, that's totally yeah it seems doable no i think netflix proved it can be really great i would say there's there's, there's more Daredevil. there's there's more marvel heroes 
who would adapt to that formula who, than who wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe someone... As long as their powers aren't, like, super outlandish. Like, we're dealing with all street-level, yeah. uh, non-powered-up folks. And there's a lot of folks Guns like that. Guns and punching is where we're at. There's a lot of folks like that who aren't mutants. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, Chris, so yeah, you had all those free books. What did you read today? Um, Well, obviously, like, I love that I've kind of become the default Star Wars guy. Yeah, um, I, I have not read issue 9 yet. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. the newest it's, one. It, like, once again, it is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Uh, little tiny glimmers of things that bridge... The awful prequel series that keep the canon that's important <laughs> uh-huh. and bring it into uh like, i guess it's tech oh it's just post star wars not yeah, yeah not new uh not jedi it's between new hope and empire but yes. um yeah like uh, we meet another hut and he speaks english whoa and i don't know why just like yeah there's so much more you can do with the a hut on a page than uh ugh, cg i Even never want to talk about that yeah, again it never again I, I love huts. How, yeah, love huts, and I know they've done stuff in the uh, extended canon, which I think. What do, do those? Does that they're show in not the legends anymore? now? Now every Rebels counts and Clone Wars counts, but and now these new books that mm-hmm. have come out in the last month, those yeah. count. Everything else doesn't count. So okay, as far as I know, there are. I mean, Jabba is a character in Clone Wars. He, yeah, it's 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 weird. To say, like it's not. An, I love the Star Wars comics, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna overstate the obvious here. It's not enough. <laughs> so just just Star Wars, it's like it's dealing with Han, Leia, uh, Han and Leia and Luke. Mm-hmm. One issue a month, like no, it, you can, it's not enough. Like yeah, it it sucks. And the the first collection's finally coming out mm-hmm. in this month. Uh, finally, like really? Yeah, I was surprised it didn't come out on Force Friday like everything else. Yeah, I, but, I, I, I don't uh, want to spoil anything just because like, but other than the saying you meet a new hut. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Like it's, I don't know. It was one of the every time I think like this is going to be the one that's all ho hum, and it has this genuinely moving moment for a lifelong Star Wars fan. Yeah, no, Jason Aaron is working at peak capacity, and Stuart Amanin yeah. is is a great new artist on the book. Mm. I miss John Cassidy, but John Cassidy cannot produce a oh. monthly book. That's I say not it's not. I say it's not enough because I, I wish Han and Leia weren't there. Because they weren't taking up pages in the book. They're given short shrift for the thing you want to know about, which is still well, what's the deal with Solo's wife? Teasing, they're teasing that. They're going to tease that. No, no, shit but like, like even, even still, like they don't, they don't really do anything in the issue. It's just uh-huh. to have they, we. They just have to deal with both those storylines. Uh, if right. they didn't. Whereas, like, there's all those other books where just Chewbacca's hanging out alone and Darth Vader and <laughs> Land. I got, I did get the new Lando. Thank you, uh, I, David. I need to catch up that. on. Thank Lando. you, Tim Wah, for the uh, the other comics. No, the yeah, Lando. Lando seems like a cool book. I like Lando, Chewie, Darth. They've got their own side books. And, and I'm crazy. And Leia had her own miniseries, but now that's over. Is that, is that over? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was. You see, the girl C3- just gets a mini. See, three PO is coming, which I am oddly excited about. <laughs> I want to see how he got that new arm. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just he's. A fly on the wall for the entire series. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with a better analogy for that. He's the witness to everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been around for everything. Really excited oh, about that. You know, there was there's a Lego there's a Lego Star Wars uh, uh, CG thing that's written by. I've only heard about it because a Simpsons writer also wrote it, and I follow him on Twitter. He tweets about it all the time. It's called Droid Tales, and that's because hmm. it is they skirt around the canon canonicalness of it mm-hmm. because it is it is seen as the stories that Ewoks are being told by C-3PO. Remember when C-3PO is telling yeah. the story of Star Wars to Ewoks? Yeah. <laughs> this is what they saw in their heads, apparently. This is the story really? C-3PO told Ewoks. Yes. That's that's why it's called... Absolute insanity. That's why it's called Droid love Tales. It. Love Droid it. Tales. Yeah. Uh, I also read, I think you might have mentioned this. 
but Captain America White. Oh yes, yeah. Which, what the fuck? At the time when at the time when the current Captain America is black, it's it it this is not this it was in no way intentional, but I do think it's funny that like Oh, if you guys are sick of the black Captain America, here's Steve Rogers back in Captain America White. But that's yes. that is where did this come from? Um, it 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 took ten years to happen. So, but how? Well, ten years ago. Okay, so you read the Batman Long Halloween Dark Victory those yeah. books, right? Yeah, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, great team. Yeah, Jeff Loeb has become a garbage maker in the last <laughs> decade, but he was very good on those books. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to Marvel and he's like, I'm going to do a similar style thing, but I'm doing colors. Mm-hmm. Every superhero in colors yeah. and, and retelling their 60s stories. And I actually have the collection of all of them, mm-hmm. even though I don't love them. I, I still like them a lot. There's Hulk Gray, Daredevil Spider-Man. Yellow, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. So they were working on what their next thing would be a long time ago. 2008, they released issue zero of Captain America West. Yes. And, and, it's, and yeah. today... Today the new one is dropped. Well, what it's the fuck? because well, it's because they were waiting to, for Tim Sale to finish all of them because he probably finished issue one like three years ago. But they're like, no, we're getting yeah. all of them and then yeah, publishing like, them up. Doesn't it, it to me? I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm just I make stuff for a living. Like if you don't make <laughs> it for eight years, like does it still eight. matter? Well, and, and like if you got if you got to be the level of prestige I in guess. the comic book community that that team has, you can. People will forgive it. You shouldn't be able to, or really, I partially blame Marvel for soliciting it, mm-hmm. and think, and or maybe Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale just told them like, "Oh yeah, we're going to hit that schedule, easy peasy, boom, boom, boom." But how do you wait seven, eight years? Yeah, I, I'm shocked they even did. That's it. crazy. There's like an interview, interview with the creators at the end because that's something they did in comics seven oh, years yes. ago, and it's like this, this interview was done. Con- uh, notation: This interview was conducted in 2008. Wow, are they like, just like? I wonder what it would be like to have a black president. <laughs> that it never. Could happened. you imagine a black Captain America? <laughs> that, it, like nothing. I mean, it's all the whole story so far. It well, almost all of it is set in the 1940s, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, the only weird thing is, is like it's there is def- it's going for an art style that recaptures the 40s, but there's still something to the strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the general look of the thing. Like comics don't look like this. It, this you can see. Yeah, comics looked a little different almost ten years ago. Well, even in the early two thousands, like Tim Sale's art was very—I'd say—singular is mm-hmm. a good word for it. You know, it's he drew like in in the Long Halloween and Dark Victory books, his Joker had teeth that were like two feet long. Mm-hmm. Like just his jaw was what would have he would have like put to shame uh, Eric Stoltz's face in the mask, like how huge his face was. Yeah, well, I just, but it all just fit in the world I, he drew. I, and I'm sorry I don't have the proper terminology and the vocabulary to accurately describe it, but it's just like, it, it looks drawn. It, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh-huh. look digital. Like I, it's, I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen oh, a pencil stroke yeah. to no, something. I, I, wonder, I wonder what the ratio is of artists now who still draw on paper and then scan it and who just draw directly on like a, a yeah, it's tablet. Like, it's like whatever. Hawkeye has a style, like a, like a minimalized style, but it still mm. clearly looks like something done digitally. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I wonder. I do wonder what the difference is in that. That's interesting. So that's, but, it was weird because it, like it's a brand new comic, but it doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a brand new comic, and that's cool. It, it's supposed to be set in the forties. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's totally fine. I didn't, but like you, I didn't really love any of those the Marvel color. color. Ones. No, I they, really. There was nothing really exceptional yeah. about them. I gotta say, I think in general, Loeb, Loeb mm-hmm. style, which is very like he works better in working classical, mm-hmm. but. 
His classical, is, it works better with icons like DC characters, not sure. human, more human characters like Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think, like, his Superman for all seasons mm-hmm. was great because... It was about it was about a, a more down to earth version of Superman, but it was a god, and mm-hmm. it was also Superman's origin again, which you can retell eighty different times. Mm-hmm. I think also though in the world of Marvel, there's no really retelling it. It's just like well, there is a retelling of it, but you have to hit a lot of different beats. You can't negate a thing that happened in Avengers okay. Four. So if you retell Superman's origin, it doesn't have to look anything like action yeah, comics. Yeah, because I, I realize you know? I've read a, what probably. <laughs> In the last five years, I've read seven Superman origins. Exactly. And you exactly. And, and I guess I've... Yeah, I guess I've never really read one Captain America origin. Well, if you're going to tell Spider-Man's origin, it better be Amazing Fantasy 15 and, like, mm. down to the words. They don't even negate the words that happen in Amazing Fantasy 15 or, or Fantastic Four number one or any mm. of that stuff. If they do a flashback, they say the shitty dialogue they said <laughs> in those boxes. Really? Like, they, yes. They... It, in most cases, yes. Sometimes they rewrite them, but I mean, in most that's, that's cases... What DC fiddles around with a lot like it, it does hit the same beats but it fiddles around with things you didn't hear yeah. in the original writing of it and Marvel has definitely done that of just mm-hmm. like meanwhile yeah. somewhere else they yeah, were yes, talking yes, people okay, were talking like I thought you were saying beings. Marvel never did that because they no. do but if they show the shot of Spider-Man punching the the punching the guy who killed his Uncle Ben mm-hmm. he's gonna say the words he said when he punched them mm. he's not saying new words that's in most I would say the majority of the time I think I do think in a funny way, Marvel's more strict about is is more strict in this case than mm-hmm. DC is. There sometimes in their comic storytelling, DC is sometimes seen as more strict of mm-hmm. like this happens in this universe or that universe or this guy Not is anymore, dead right? now. Yeah, they're more they're much more open to that, mm-hmm. and consequently, they've been having better comics. So I still need to get back on like the annual the uh, nightly tradition of, and I won't lie, it's also that, and I got back into Destiny. Yeah, it's hurting my comics reading. It's either uh, read Destiny or play comic books. Well, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> let's say I meant Stop to say it. that. Let's say I meant that. Stop it. Put a ten of that. Well, there, there's always a bunch of great sales, too, that mm-hmm. can inspire me to read stuff. Like, it, they sell any 90s book. Sometimes I'll just... If it's one of my favoritest books ever, I'll just mm-hmm. pay 99 cents to have a digital copy of it. Or right now... They have Astro City sale. It's going on, yeah, really. and those are worth rereading. Like I love Astro City. If I could suggest one, mm-hmm. well, the first issue is free, and you mm-hmm. should just grab the first issue just to see the style of Astro City. I want City. to say I bought it in a previous sale and never got into it. But if you wanted to read a big uh, crossover or a multi-part story that Astro mm-hmm. City did, uh, let's see. I guess it starts in Astro City number three or four, where it is the story of a sidekick. Uh, so this guy comes to town, and he wants to become a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this great story. It's almost like, you know, like a rags-to-riches story or like a, a making-of-the-band story, where a kid comes to town. He's a Dick Grayson type. He's Dick Grayson searching for his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to the superhero bars trying to get picked up to be a sidekick and then he gets picked up by a batman type except something's really weird about this batman type and his secrets are seem to be more disconcerting than batman secrets and so it's a really interesting story so it's in the second volume of astro city i believe starting with issue two or three that is great like six bucks you can get the full run of it it is an amazing story I love Astro City. If you read Marvel's, Kurt Busiek's series Marvel's, it's basically Marvel's except about brand new characters that are just silver agey in type. It's a really good, <laughs> it's it's such a good book. Uh, but anyway, did you read anything else yourself, Chris? No, I did not. 
that. Well, I read Civil War four. Oh so fuck, fourth book of Civil War, the second to I last issue of Civil too. War, and uh, yeah, it's just building up in a really interesting way. I won't reveal any like that has been my favorite Secret Wars it. book. I think um, it is the best Secret Wars book too overall. Yeah. I like others, but it's I, weird because I don't love uh, I don't love Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the as, book itself, no, no, as a series, but it is interesting to see like what if that's. The what scenario, if it never ended? You're all casually aware of the Civil War scenario, and like, what if? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if it continued? No, uh, well, but I also really like. <laughs> what, what if Old Man Logan stayed old? <laughs> well, here's the okay. So here's the other thing I like about it is that not to reveal any spoilers in it, but more the, in the new revelations that happen. What it reminds me of is that the mid 2000s is now like a quantifiable era of Marvel comics. It's the same as like. Oh, this is a book that's set in 92 Marvel, and it will have all these earmarks of like, yeah, this is 92 Marvel. Same deal now in Civil War, just like, oh, this is this is about this era of comics. And and so it was a weird feeling to me to think that like, oh, yeah, Civil War is not current anymore. Civil mm. War is not current books. It is ten close to 10 years old at this point. Though I also had that feeling of feeling, I, I don't like feeling old, but it, uh-huh. I need to really get used to it. But, but that, that's the thing. I felt old 10 years ago. <laughs> it's just going to keep happening. Yeah, and with more frequency as our celebrities die. Or, I don't bat an eye anymore. Or when we go to a pizza shop and tell people we were watching The Last Dragon and then the uh, early 20s cashier is like, that sounds like one of my dad's movies. And you're like, nope. that's a misunderstanding. And then she says her dad is 44. And you're like, no, nah, he'd have been 14 when the movie came out. So, yeah. That's she said 42. And I'm 42. like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. seven years older than me. It's, Your father's seven years older than me. I thought we were peers. Yeah. Stand corrected. Uh, that's, uh, oh, but speaking of Civil War books, I also, sorry, Secret Wars books. Mm-hmm. I also read up to issue four of A-Force. And it's a really good book. It's, it's not great because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, it feels like too rushed. It feels like um, G. Willow Wilson and and Marguerite, the writers, they kind of fit like eight issues of stuff into five issues while also having Mm. to make it connect to Secret Wars in in a strong way. God, there's and new it, sex criminals. I'm so behind in that too. It only works God a little bit of the time. I wait for the collections on sex criminals. I know, but um, I well not, anyway. A Force is a fun book. <laughs> I ran into I, I, I go over to my girlfriend's house and I like to go to the local comic store mm-hmm. uh, and buy an image trade. Yeah, uh, they move stores. Oh yeah, that's and right, I looked yeah. on Yelp and their website and like where <laughs> and like I found one hint. And it was not there. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I could not go to my local comic store. Boom oh, to the sucks. who. Because I was telling you to get Descender number one, which is the first uh. Descender collection, which is nine ninety nine, which I finished and is really great. It is a great, like, building of a world that I hope, like, goes for, you know, fucking 30, 60 issues. Oh, speaking of, you know, that Yelp thing reminded me of something that happened in the week to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick side story that is not about comic books. But, so, I found a place on Yelp. I was like, I want to find a different place that serves fried catfish because... The only place I know that Ugh. sells fried catfish in Berkeley <laughs> is like this slightly fancy restaurant where I've had it a few times. And then I found uh, about a mile from my house in like the border of Oakland and Berkeley, mm-hmm. this place called Bootstrapper. And all the reviews were great, but I looked at it and was like, it seems to give no indication of when it's open, and nobody keeps it, nobody's answering the phone when I call. That exclusive, man. But then I saw that it was near churches, so I was like, I bet it's open Sunday for church people to go to afterwards. So I give him a call Sunday. It's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're open. And 
He was. He didn't seem that interested in telling me they were open. Then I walk for twenty minutes, get there, order my food, and he's just like he's. He was aggressively trying to not get me to buy stuff. Like it was just this tiny hole in the wall, which I think was like this guy just lived there. Like and it front? was super hot. Front? No, it was just like a small. It was a really just small place. It was like next to a next to a liquor store. Or no whiteies allowed. Uh, I, it was definitely owned by an African American <laughs> and had uh, mostly African American patrons. But I didn't want to tell him like, hey, look, I'm not one of these like California hipsters who come in here to have ethnic food. I'm trying to recapture what I used to eat. I am from Arkansas and this is the (laughs) shit they make in Arkansas and Florida. Like, I want southern food and that's in soul food places like this one, which is what it was categorized as on Yelp. But then I was like, well, can I get this drink? And he's like, they're not cold. No. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, can I I get catfish? He's like, eh, we got turkey leg special. Like, kind of like some catfish. He's like, all right, what, four pieces? Yeah. Who eats one of four pieces? Okay. And then, like, he didn't ask if it was to go or not. And he just, like, shoved it in a bag. And I was like, I don't want to sit down and eat, but you really make me feel unwelcome. So That's crazy. I walked, I walked two blocks away to this empty school on a Sunday and then just sat on, like, a corner and just ate it there. I was like, it was really good catfish but i don't think like my constitution can take going there again uh, i can see that i mean that's kind of I what, don't like feeling that on one of those in the place you should i want to i want to look at other yelp reviews and see if that's the mm-hmm. case well all the the yelp reviews were good like the, the crazy well you can tell some yelp reviews were written by sheltered people and some were written by people who were like black <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but some were just like boy it looks sketchy on the outside but it's actually pretty clean i was like come on bro just like catfish Though I will say there was there was a screaming homeless dude like on uh, the corner yes. near it, but only one. This was a Sunday morning. Oh wait, I'm seeing on Comicsology one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what this is about, but um, there's a sale on issues of Lady Hero Comics. La- oh yeah, it's the Marvel first thing. It's the first yeah. issue of a bunch of Marvel women's books like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and She Hulk. They're a dollar. And yeah. so, yeah, they're definitely worth getting to check out. I've not read issues. the new She-Hulk, but Miss oh, Marvel, Captain Marvel, Thor, all great shit. I learned. And the, ooh, a big sale on Ultimate Spider-Man. I love yes. Ultimate Spider-Man so much. It's I think it's almost every issue. Close to it. It's like, at least the first 30 for 99 yeah. cents. Better than buying them and collected people. Uh, so I did read two uh, number ones from Image this week as well. Mm. So one I read, uh, what was that one again? Captara. That's right. Captara, which people have been telling me again and again read this book read this book it's written by chip zadarsky so it's really it is really funny and it's just this um odd sci-fi book where a uh it's just kind of the start of it but where this um gay nerd rocket scientist in the future (laughs) crash lands on a planet with the rest of his friends and the planet turns out to be like this strange fantasy world where he now feels at home and he's like i don't want to go home like this fantasy world this is great it's like the opening of heavy metal yeah, except with a gay dude <laughs> as the main character. Oh, I would have loved to see that anime. Which, yeah, because heavy metal, I, I it hasn't gotten to that point, but I would, I would like to imagine just a gay guy in heavy metal where it's just nude women everywhere, and he's like, eh. the voice of John Candy. I'm yeah. gonna fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got my door hanging oh, out wow. and everything. 
That's such a, yeah. I just had to giggle at that film. Also, just go like, this film just isn't realizing that heavy metal is for me and that I'm a, co- I'm a cartoon junkie and I love watching cartoons. I love but, that movie. But watching it as an adult, I'm like, this just isn't for me. This isn't my jerk-off fantasy. No. It's other people's jerk-off fantasies, and I'm not saying that your jerk-off no, fantasy it's not, is invalid. It's but. it's like my dad's brother's jerk-off fantasy. Younger, <laughs> yeah. but much younger brothers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you were a kid in the 70s, mm-hmm. that's probably, it's probably heavy metals for you, but I love it. Light it up. Watch some heavy metal. So I also read Tokyo Dreams, which was one I had not heard yeah, what about the fuck until is that today. About? So it's written by Rick Remender mm-hmm. and with art by Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, I'm really starting to think that most image books, they talk about how like, oh, we're not the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. So many are the sci-fi genre. And I get that because Saga sells billions of copies. Yeah. So yeah. you want to make a sci-fi book in your own universe. That's what Descender is, which is a great book. True. Black Science. Black Science. Captara. Mm-hmm. Like, sex uh, sex criminals to an extent is that as well uh, it's actually more rare to see something to be like a different genre like noir or horror that Ed Brubaker works in but mm. so Tokyo Dreams is another sci-fi thing but it's a sci-fi dystopia steam sorry cyberpunk type book that uh, seems to be this weird future uh, it's also a detective book so the main character are police procedural <coughs> and the main character is this woman named Debbie Decay mm-hmm. who she is the only unaugmented person in a world full of augmented people but in this book augmentation is just meant to be your constant distraction it's not that you're you are augmented to have a better body all this stuff mm-hmm. but mainly people just are augmented so they never have to be away from a screen in their face ever 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 Hmm. and her boyfriend led dent is a hulking character who is hyper addicted to this stuff and Mm. can't get out of it at all and so she's trying to free him of it but also while being a cop at the same time why is she the last why is she the holdout I don't know. Or well, she she said she's the only one in LA mm. without it. I think it's just very rare because everybody's just like, why wouldn't you want better shit? Why wouldn't mm. you want to plug shit in your body? But she doesn't do it. And she's the first issue is her hunting down this like basically an edge lord, evil redditor, hacksaw <laughs> dude who, but in real life, who because everybody's augmented, he hacks into them and makes them his slaves. But and he's just a guy who thinks acts like the world is a video game. Uh, hashtag hashtag whatever yeah he's he's that type of dude and so she's fighting him it's it's a neat book and i like the world they're building but it's also one of and it's it's kind of a at least a complete ish story in its first mm-hmm. issue but i'm gonna wait for the trade for the rest of it but i did it's called tokyo dreams even though it takes in la because uh yeah because you find out in the first issue just read it yourself but it doesn't take place in tokyo if you're thinking oh tokyo dreams a book about japan no not the case but it was a neat first issue. I am intrigued to see where it goes. Uh, well, so I guess the I guess that's about it for what we've been reading. No Dave's homework this week because Dave isn't here to report on his homework, unfortunately. Fucker. And motherfucker. But um, we will take a break. And when we come back, there's a ton of new news, including a lot of new comic books announced, new turmoil on the Gambit film, oh. and your answers to last week's question of the week. Everybody and welcome to the break for this week's episode of Cape Crisis, LaserTimePodcast.com's best comic book podcast. 
And as always, I want to thank all of you for listening. I appreciate all the support, whether it's in the comments, whether it's on the forums, whether it's tweets at me on the internet, or whether you're a supporter through patreon.com slash laser time, which is the best way to financially support us if you so choose. Again, that really helps us out. You know, we've got uh, we've got a good amount of money now. Definitely, I love it, but every extra dollar helps make our lives easier helps us focus on new things buy new equipment i just bought myself a new yeti microphone for home streaming and recording and i i did that thanks to patreon and so again thanks to all of you guys on there but also if you wanted to support us at no extra cost to yourself if you're gonna buy anything on amazon including the stuff we suggest in this episode page or all over the lasertimepodcast.com webpage which by the way is looking great we just updated it looks awesome but if you buy anything through those amazon links including what we suggest at no extra cost to you it helps support us you get the same cheap amazon price and a little bit of money gets kicked back to us to help us keep the lights on and the rent paid and food in our bellies this is this is our full-time job in case you didn't know this is this is what we do all the time we do it for you so thanks for making it worth it everybody and and lastly now it's time for the hanks corner pick of the week this week i just got the fifth volume of saga and oh guess what Saga's still brilliant yes i know what a shocker yeah this is the uh the fifth collection this is issues 25 for 30 they do them every six issues and they take a break and then they start it back up again brian k vaughn and fiona staples such a great series i mean there's just you know you've heard from everybody it's the same deal like oh you heard breaking bad's great do you know about game of thrones it's really cool yes Saga is the same deal, but seriously, if you have not read Saga, you need to get it now. Or if you're somebody who waits for the trades like myself, let this be a reminder that Volume 5 is out and you can pick it up. And should you choose to do that, please think about buying it through our Amazon links on this week's episode page on lasertimepodcast.com. All right, enough of that malarkey. Now, back to the rest of the shoe. This is part two of the episode, and uh, first off, I want to talk about the comic book news, and I'm trying now to start more with comic book news. Why is Pacific Rim delayed? Uh, because it, it's not a profitable <laughs> idea, I think, probably. That like, movie was so much fun. I haven't watched it again, but uh-huh. I, I have had few better experiences in a movie theater. I, I had to say it somewhere. I'm honestly shocked that it was even... When I saw people say, like, oh, Pacific Rim 2 is delayed, I thought, wait, it was even an active project? I yeah, thought dude, it was. Shit, when, was Gangbusters in China? Ah, uh, I not, see. Uh, the old China Once again, backdoor. Bruce, Guillermo del Toro is cursed. Yeah, And if yeah. he wants to do a project, it will not be allowed to happen. <sighs> I know, he wanted to make a Hobbit, he wanted to make, uh, what was that, Hell's Mouth? Or yeah, some like fucking, then I he, forgot. And then he tried to make two Lovecraft different video thing. games. Yep. Couldn't do that either. 
Yep. He should be lucky he ever produces anything <laughs> like it. I know I hear that from on podcasts where I listen to Hollywood folks. They mm-hmm. say like it's shocking anything gets made because it's so impossible in Hollywood to do anything. Yeah, but that's but with Guillermo it seems to be like triple the case. Yeah. Well, uh, but okay. In the world of comic books, Chris, comic books. Uh, Marvel has been announcing some exciting new books. I'm really I am pumped for. Mm-hmm. But the number the new number one on my list of books coming out is the December release of Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. Hmm. So, you know Hellcat, right? She's, yeah. Oh, uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> Sorry, it was announced last week oh. rather quietly, but, well, first off, Patsy Walker, she's coming off a run as being a good supporting character in Charles mm-hmm. Solul's, um She-Hulk series. But now, uh, Kate Leth and Brittany Williams are bringing back uh, Hellcat, and that is right, uh, g-g-g-g-girl? <laughs> <coughs> Two girls writing a book? Come on. No, it's... You'll never get along. So Kate Leth is one... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's good, Chris. Now, Kate Leth is one of my favorite, like, Twitterers, and mm-hmm. she's an internet cartoonist, but who then went on to writing her own comic books. But this is her biggest deal to date. Like, she's sold a book at Marvel, and she's revealed herself to have been... She never really talked about it before, but she was a big Hellcat fan as a reader in, like, the late 70s and early 80s when Hellcat was a member of the Avengers. And she is... Some people could look at her as a Catwoman-type character, but the coolest thing I like about it is that Kate and Brittany are jumping on a, a fact of Hellcat that they kind of barely talk about. Mm. Is that Hellcat is also Patsy Walker, who was the star of pre-Fantastic Four comics that Marvel was publishing when they did mm. romance slash Archie style comics. Oh. And Patsy Walker was a star, and so then when they started she, doing... Like a Mary just, Worth who yeah, got like, a costume? Like Betty and Veronica combined, <laughs> and... And so then when they created the character Hellcat, they're like, oh, no, that's Patsy Walker. That Patsy Walker? And so now the way they're dealing with it is great is that she's always been Hellcat, but now the world knows her as Patsy Walker, a.k.a. the star of real-world comics called Patsy Walker. So in this book now, it's it's a real high concept, but I'm loving it, is Mm -hmm. that the Patsy Walker romance books that existed in our world existed in the the Marvel comic world. And but they were written by her mom, uh, uh, like her mom wrote and draw them, mm. drew them out of inspiration of her teenager's life, and so now everybody's reading them now, and they become like po- pop cultural. Uh, everybody's loving them, and so they're like, "You're the Patsy Walker," and so now she's like famous mm. for that, not being a superhero with cat claws. And it sounds like a really funny book. It does and, yeah, and I just dig in the artistic style. Yeah, man, that's- I. Honestly, in general, I think we really should thank our lucky stars, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was such a hit that, like, it opened up this weird door for just, like, different Marvel books. Comedy. All these different Marvel books with different art styles. They could get away with so many different types of things that are just full-on joke books. And that's what I'm really looking forward to with Patsy Walker. Um, Also in the Marvel news, they put out this book that is, like, their ad for their upcoming comics. But this one in specific... Was all their upcoming their upcoming Avengers books? As the uh, the headline said on Kotaku, there are a lot of Avengers teams. There are six Avengers yeah. teams coming this fall. They are the X Men now. It's like, like they're the X Men of our childhood now. Like mm-hmm. that everything is an Avengers book. They're not all are called Avengers. And I wanted to 
looking at this roster, I forgot just how like how thick that roster was of characters in each one. So okay, so first off, there's the new Avengers that were the star of that free Marvel comic that mm-hmm. you know has the has the young people teaming up with the old people, the teen heroes of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. uh, Kamala Khan, and the young Nova teaming up with Thor, Vision, and the new Captain America and mm-hmm. Iron Man. But then there's also the Squadron Supreme book, which is bringing all the Squadron Supreme characters that were in, like, um, uh, John Hickman's run on Avengers. Mm-hmm. They're their own book. Then there's A-Force, the girl superhero team. Love those colors. I, I love A- Well, I'm looking forward to A-Force because it's got, I mean, She-Hulk, Dazzler, Nico from Runaways, Medusa, and then surrounded by a rotating cast of characters. So it's like... It's like Avengers team up, except it's apparently <laughs> only women. But I think it would be funny if they had, if they every once in a while had one dude on the team, but it was like, say, the clueless, overly masculine dude U.S. agent who was like, why am I on this team with all these girls? Or, <laughs> it, it could it'd be funny. And then on top of that, they've got new Avengers, which is like the evil Avengers team, sort of. They're, they, it's a bunch of like more low-key characters on it, but it has Squirrel Girl on the team, which is... I think it's the first time she's ever officially been in a, a real Avenger. Mm. Then there's the Ultimates, which includes Galactus on their fucking team, along with Miss America, America Chavez, who's the best. And then there's Uncanny Avengers 2. All those two? Avengers books in one month. Wow. All those. And Uncanny Avengers has Peter Parker, Steve Rogers, uh, Quicksilver, and Who the fuck is Steve Rogers now? Uh, he's, he's Steve Rogers. Like old man Steve Rogers? Well... As, based on something? the cover image, he seems to be strong again, but he also does seem old. Like okay. he's he's got gray hair, but he also is an old man. Okay. So, but he also is buff too. It's it's just it's a it's lot like of Bucky damn Cat Avengers. Period. It's a lot of damn Avengers, man. Well, it's different in that uh, Sam Wilson has some beef with Steve Rogers. Like they're not bros anymore. Um, but also in the comic book world too, they, there's hints that She-Hulk is gonna and She-Hulk's gonna have a new series with Charles Soule, or he'll mm-hmm. do a special with her or whatever, which is great because I just finished reading his his sadly only twelve issue run on the character. It was such a good book. I, I really enjoyed it. And then meanwhile, so they've had the answer of why there's no. The mm. mutants are cursed, man. It's it 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 really yeah. sucks that the mutants in the comic book world are are suffering because the mutants in the movie world. Can't, mm-hmm. uh, as, as as I understand it, there's like some loophole in the X Men movie contract. Yeah. That anytime they make a new X Men, it can then be in a movie. Yeah. Like they're not unlike with Spider Man, where they're like locked into only so many characters. Sure. The, any new X Men can be a thing and. It's just weird to me that we grew up at a time when I feel like three times a month there'd be, oh, and here's this another new yep. mutant. He's got this power. Here's this guy. That there hasn't been new mutants in forever. Mm-hmm. But then there was hope. You remember in Avengers vs. X-Men, it ended with new mutants. Mutants mm-hmm. were reborn thanks to the Phoenix Force. Yes. No longer. And actually, what? they're in a worse spot than ever because... The, so the Terrigen Mists that are from the Inhumans, mm-hmm. that... Uh, that if you read Miss Marvel, that's what transformed Kamala Khan mm-hmm. into Miss Marvel and gave her her powers. The Terrigen Mists activated in human, and it happened worldwide. Turns out, Terrigen Mists and mutants don't agree, or in most cases don't. If in in rare cases with mutants, mm-hmm. this was their cover because mutants have been exposed to Terrigen Mists before and survived, but now when spread globally, most mutants become very sick and even terminal with exposure to. What? 
Terrigen Mists. And so they've been taken off world. There, there's like fewer mutants than ever. And the X-Men are just like, there, there was a preview of the first issue of the new X-Men book mm-hmm. by Jeff Lemire. And they're just saying, thanks to the Terrigen Mists, there are no more, like, there's no new mutants. There aren't going to be new mutants. Most of the mutants are sick and not even on this planet anymore. And I, what I don't like about, it makes me sad that the mutants are being, like, pushed more into a corner. Mm -hmm. I do, it is normal for the X-Men to have the complete, the odds against them at all times. That does make sense for them. But I also think that if you ever were, if you ever were saying, oh, the story about mutants is about minorities in America no that you can't oh I see what you're that saying that isn't the ever since no more mutants that mm-hmm. cannot be the case anymore because it's just like yeah we're all being exterminated or mm-hmm. if you take it to gay people then what there was a there was a play no boy I'm, ta- I'm talking about AIDS I realized now but gay cancer yeah. got it got it no but anyway yeah there are, if, if, if this is about a race or a sexuality or a mm-hmm. gender or any of this stuff it's not about the mutants were about hey we're growing and we're spreading and we're the future and this mm-hmm. is the mutants and now the story has been for over a decade there's almost none of us and we're we are actually freaks we're genetic freaks that won't continue and we're not evolution and it's it's a bummer story at that mm-hmm. point it i it kind of bums me out that the mutants don't i miss that kind of underlying hope of evolution in the mutant story you know Jesus. yeah it's and it's so depressing yeah i i feel bad for them that it, it does just feel foisted on them by like yeah, feel outside like the, marketing concerns. the mutants are torn between like two bad parents and <laughs> who, who have both gone on to remarry and find success mm-hmm. in those relationships so it's the redheaded stepchild of two people yeah i wish there was a better analogy for it but mm-hmm. like that man you're t- you were talking about x-men analogies that's the one that strikes me comes yeah. out to be the most nowadays it's it really is a fucking bummer yeah it's a real bummer i uh, though not that i don't doubt i think the team on the book uh, or on the books looks really good, especially Jeff Lee Meyer and Humberto Ramos mm-hmm. working together to make a new X-Men book. Like, I'm going to, at the very least, read issue one of that. That sounds like a great book to me. So it's not that it's like they're not in the Fantastic Four situation of yeah. there's just no books. They're at least going to make good X-Men books within the bounds, within the con- constricting area they've been put into. <sighs> That's crazy. Oh, also, Chris, mm-hmm. guess who Mary Jane is dating in the Marvel Universe? I don't know if you saw this. Is it Tony? It is Tony Stark. Yes. She has gotten with Tony Stark. And uh, as the story goes, Ben... I saw a lot of people were not happy about that. Yeah, I think people feel a certain... Well, I think they say, like... For me, it's like, oh, they're getting remarried, or my mom's with somebody else, or whatever. <laughs> it's, it, it maybe that's how they're feeling. That she can't date anybody with superpowers, or <laughs> well, I also think perhaps in this society there's a feeling that women aren't allowed to sleep around as much as men, and that oh, is that what it is? Well, no, I, I'm not. I didn't see people saying like she's going to be with every superhero. I wasn't seeing anything of that, mm-hmm. but I think it is that feeling of like. If Spider-Man... Spider-Man's dated lots of people since mm-hmm. breaking up with Mary Jane. Nobody cared. Even when and they were actually like, oh, cool. He's getting... They, they're implying well, see, he could the, date Captain Marvel. I, but meanwhile, hmm. Mary Jane has somebody new. And it's and it's also like the sluttiest guy in the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. is is Tony Stark. He's been with and that's, everybody. And that's what I think people's issue... With, from what I saw in the comments, because Mary Jane has also dated a ton a yeah ton of people in the comics yeah none of them are super but i think i think i think it was just that everybody held out hope she'd eventually get back together with peter and i do okay yes i do see from a certain angle who just read renew your vows Mm -hmm. then the very next like day there's reading 
Oh, she's not back with Peter. She's and it's, fucking and, and, Tony every, Stark, man. Everybody's become like Mary Jane's gay friend. Oh, you know he's no good for you. <laughs> yes. MJ, and no. And Tony Stark is no good for Oh, him? Not, Tony Stark's a bad... Let like, me tell you what I've heard about Tony. Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. it's. I think it's an interesting situation, at least. And mm-hmm. uh, it was funny to read how it happened as Brian Michael Bendis described it. And it's Brian Michael Bendis who's doing it because he's writing the new Tony... The two Iron Man books a month. Mm-hmm. He came to it because they were at their big Marvel retreat. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about how characters, some characters were open and nobody was doing anything with them. That's how he ended up with the thing, because he's like, well, the Fantastic Four split apart. Who wants these Fantastic Four characters? And he jumped Ugh. on the thing immediately. Dibs. He's like, me, I want the thing. <laughs> I think he writes a good thing. Yeah. Not as good as Dan Slott. But, but anyway, and it turned out Mary Jane wasn't taken. She's not a part. Uh, I think probably Amazing Spider-Man had dibs first on mm-hmm. the character. And they're like, we're not doing anything with her right now. So Brian Michael Bendis was like, shit, I'll pick her up. That sounds like a cool new story it to does, tell. It does, it does. But yeah, I, I did. I meant to look more into that because I just briefly in between uh, editing 900 things, I saw some vitriol over that. <laughs> well, there's still very... Well, uh, in the comments, guys, tell me why you'd be... Why, why you would be upset about the Mary Jane thing. I, as somebody who's read, who's read about Mary Jane in comics for... 27 years mm-hmm. I'm not that against it I also don't see her I don't see her and Peter Parker as like oh this is the primal couple that must be together like they were a good couple they're not great and I, I, I'm not I am not in any rush to see them back together and and meanwhile you know as an adult I'm like mm-hmm. well, yeah she's a single lady and she will have a new relationship with somebody if she feels like but it but can't they just be astronauts or actors or firefighters <laughs> and not Tony Stark yeah I know I know mm-hmm. um, well okay so into the movie news portion First off, Chris, did you know that apparently it's Voldemort is Voldemort? That's uh, that's what J.K. Rowling yeah. says. But she, it, she, that's what she says. Mm-hmm. She had eight movies to correct somebody. Yeah, why, she was on set. She was there because I know she said mm-hmm. in a story that she vetoed some plot that would yeah. that would deal with Dumbledore that would negate Dumbledore being gay. She mm-hmm. was involved to that point, but she couldn't. Maybe. Oh, she, by the way, you're all saying it wrong. Got you, Hollywood team. <laughs> maybe she did just feel like it's too late now. Chris Chris uh, Columbus told him on the first movie. Yeah, Voldemort. Yep, say it like that. I mean, that's how everybody was saying it. Yeah. How's it supposed to be pronounced? It's a silent L. Voldemort. Voldemort. Well, that's how English people. It's will a very. Say it. sp- it's a, it's a posh way of saying it. Because he is old and long and, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah. aristocratic, <laughs> yeah. uh, homosexual, if you will. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, that Zoe Saldana is involved in a new comic book movie, mm-hmm. I Kill Giants, which I'm really looking forward mm. to. It's a good all-ages book written by Joe Kelly and an artist who I misidentified before, so I'm not going to attempt to do that. Uh, but yeah, she plays the um, she plays the teacher um, student advisor type character to a troubled young girl who is the main character, who is a is an unknown who they cast or a relative unknown. Nobody I'd heard of before is the main character, mm. but I'm really looking forward to the I Kill Giants film. I I love that book. I've not read it. Meanwhile, the news broke today that, like, the director of Gambit just left, who was the director of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, Rupert Wyatt? Yeah. What the fuck uh, is up with that guy? So he said that he, he said that Fox moved up the date mm-hmm. and it conflicted with another project he had. 
And so he said, I can't do it. And so with that dude? Walking left, away from like he left Planet of the, the Apes. Oh, that's right. He didn't do the sequel. Yeah, you know? for the same for similar reasons. Like, I don't want to do it that fast. Maybe he is you know, in this day of annualized film or sped up film releases, maybe we should be celebrating well, that he says, thing. I'm not gonna do this in less than a year, man. There are a few I, things I love more than Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and having a movie that good, yeah. like I'm like, who the fuck is this Rupert Wyatt guy? And the first thing he says, like you're never going to find out because I'm not going to make any more of these things because I don't care that much. And he's doing it to get him the gambit and he's mystifying and he's, he's making me more attracted to him. Who are the, you, Rupert Wyatt? The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was still good without That's, him. But I was holding my breath because it was oh, like, yeah. it was Matthew Reeves who, who has been hit or miss with me. And is I, he doing War of the Planet yes, of the Apes? Okay. I believe he is. He's back for War. That's good. With, with Woody Harrelson. Woody I, I like that they keep they keep bringing back Circus, but then all around him are new CG actors and and, and new humans. Uh, but boy, oh man, I can't wait. I actually got that mixed up. For some reason, I thought in my head, I was like, oh yeah, Rise is second. You'd have a dawn before the Rise. They really should have called the second one Rise because that's when the that's when the apes actually rose up against the humans you know wow Wyatt has done he uh wrote and directed a movie called the escapist which i've never heard of no me neither. and then did rise of the planet of the apes uh-huh. moved on to a movie called the gambler which i've never heard of with nope. marky mark Wahlberg. Ooh. um and then it's gambit and that is it wow that so, is it this again troubles the gambit film and i just hope this isn't going to be a situation where oh say somebody quit x-men 3 and then they hired brett ratner just to finish this so it'd be out before oh Superman boy. returns. Oh boy! I hope that doesn't happen, especially when they've got Channing Tatum. Like they secured the ch- they secured the Tatum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, if you're looking forward to hearing about Jessica Jones on Netflix, they're gonna have a panel about it in, in the second week of next month at New York Comic Con, along with the first news on Daredevil season two. Which, by the way, I really hate reading entertainment sites sometimes because they just put in the goddamn headlines actor x confirmed to return for season two like i want to be surprised if that person shows up same with like actor x on the set of star wars episode eight well cool now i know that character doesn't die in the film so i don't have to worry Uh, or meanwhile when you don't see stories saying actor x shows up there then you can start thinking oh this person will i just i i know it's my fault for reading the headlines and, and all that but you know dudes maybe put spoilers first in that or something like <sighs> I, that, I don't worry too much about them anyway it's i, I don't know i don't but the uh, headlines are now mm. spoiling things so yeah like, i I, ha- I do have a good well you know my memory has been getting terrible mm-hmm. but i've also have a good i've found myself really good at suppressing spoilers like yeah. i saw that i'm not gonna think about it whenever you think about it think about something <laughs> else and you'll be surprised. Oh, and lastly, the the um, producer of the Fantastic Four film, Simon Kinberg, Uh-oh. was doing interviews, and he still said he's like, it was disappointing all these reviews and stuff, but I I'm still seeing we're doing that sequel, man. We're gonna do it. We'll make it happen. Like, <sighs> let it go. Way man. to dream, Kinberg. But let no. it go. Don't do not hang your hat so. on this. Yeah. And again, I think I do wonder if Kevin Feige will just get it done now that he now that he doesn't have. Perlmutter over his shoulder. He can just mm-hmm. say like, "Look, let's Fox, let's just deal. You're not going to make a good Fantastic Four film. Just give us it. Come on, guys. I think I think he can make that happen. All right, but so that's it with news. So let's get into the last week's bre- best breast comments Jeez. of the week. Sorry. So there comes a point at about the minute fifty that I've <laughs> said so many words that my mouth stops working. And uh, sorry, I've seen it in action. 
Okay, so Triscuitable said, and this was, uh, the question of the week was, just to tell you again, it was, where do you read comics? And mm. there were some interesting answers, and then a lot of people Did saying... Did anybody say jail? No, Damn. nobody said jail. But uh, a lot of people were like Triscuitable saying, in bed. Uh, not a, in That's bed. not a joke either. I wake up every morning, every, uh, sorry, I wake up every Wednesday morning, turn on my iPhone or Kindle, whichever I feel like using, buy all the new comics I want to read, read them, and then get up and get on with my day. So that's just it's a weird morning Wednesday routine. morning. Yeah. I don't want to think about doing that. M.I.E. do that first, and, yeah. then, and then you get out of bed and pee and shower and all that stuff. Well, that's, yeah, because right now my life is like, all right, everything that's not recording, let's mm-hmm. try and squeeze that in before sleep. <laughs> um, uh, Wembley Fraggle says, <gasps> uh, usually while I'm supposed to be working or when I'm supposed to be sleeping. That's the only... <clears throat> I give this rock to you. <laughs> uh, Samuel, uh, sorry, Samuel says... Usually on my bed or sitting in the living room, but a few months ago, for about three weeks, mm-hmm. I lived a bit dangerously. There was heavy instruction on the road back to my house for from my local comic shop. Cars would have to bre- briefly switch f- to the oncoming lane to get through and vice versa with the aid of traffic cops. This could take as long as 10 to 15 minutes if you were back far enough. So with my car stopped in the lane, I would pull something out of my bag and read it right over my steering wheel. Wow. I know it was stupid, but I read some good stuff that <laughs> I way. I can totally see Stan laying a PSA about you. <laughs> uh, ben, you should be careful when you drive. Read comics when you get home, kids. Everybody Excelsior. talks about texting and driving, but what about <laughs> panels and driving? Uh, Banquo Stepson says, usually at school because I have two to four hour break in between classes uh, every day and I need something to do that isn't schoolwork. That's where I started getting back into comics, in between classes and college. I remember that, man, when you could just, you'd you'd say, man, when are my classes? I got them all like 11 o'clock. I can sleep (laughs) in, baby. Yeah. I'm, now uh, I sleep into 11 o'clock and hate myself. <laughs> Brandolph says, in my back garden when it's a perfect 15 degrees Celsius, I use my iPad norm- Celsius. Uh, normally so the odd day that uh, <laughs> it can be a pain to read so when the sun isn't where it should be. But otherwise, I'm a happy camper. Like uh, Also, if you should know, Brendolph is in Ireland if that's Celsius. We see Brendolph all the time in the, no, in that the, we uh, do. the streams. Uh, I was thinking of... I, I When I have physical books, I try to go out to the park and read in the I daylight. I that more. Which, just because I will not see sunlight unless I make <laughs> myself do it. And you need that vitamin D. Once, Yes, so I've been doing that, but then I'm also... That is a haven for the homeless. Yeah. And it's not that I feel... It's ter- a public place where they can be. It's you know? not that I feel terrible about whipping up... I feel like my iPad will be mm-hmm. stolen. Uh, I just don't <laughs> really like the idea of being the person who parades an iPad, which I consider yeah. the ultimate luxury item. Yeah. I was disappointed by the Apple announcement too, people. <laughs> no, I, I cannot... Aff- I'm not buying a pro. At this Love point, at this point, if I were a homeless person, I think I'd be most bothered by those people on the... Um, those new Segway-ish ah, type yes. things, those rolly boards. I do not know what they're called, but because I... Th- think I know two CEOs of separate companies that manufacture the same product under a different name. <laughs> I, you know, uh, in my Renegade. local park, at my local park, I'm more afraid of the teens on skateboards, I have to say. <laughs> like, because I just feel like the homeless people don't have the energy and they're either like just did smack or are looking for smack. They <laughs> I, don't want to bother me. I'm not but harboring those, any but of that. those teens on skateboards, they're troublemakers. It's just imagine like going to the only place where you can comfortably sit and mm. be alone and yeah. be a human being and like, 
Do you guys mind if I read Spider-Man on my iPad? <laughs> I brought a sandwich, but not enough for everybody. Uh, Awkward Loser says, I own a bar and I work in a lab, so mm-hmm. o- so I often have 5 to 15 wow. minutes of waiting time throughout the 10 to 17 you hour days. are a superhero. Days, so I really can get some reading done. I do, you know, one Awkward time... Awkward Loser works at a lab by day, owns a bar by night. I really do miss uh, about working at a, at a mom-and-pop video s- store uh, in the late, in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. was that when you opened the store, I could count on maybe... Maybe twelve customers in a six-hour period, and as long as the and as long as the boss didn't come in to bother me, which he sometimes did, which he would do, I'd say about half the time. I could just read a damn comic book the whole time, just like yep, flip, flip. You know what your problem is, Henry? Uh, (laughs) Just a reminder Uh, of Randall and Dante's pawing uh, through comics. Let me tell you, one time when I was really bored at work, I wanted to see if. I could pleasure myself in the time it took while I was on, and I could. I pulled it (laughs) off. I I I learned uh, from my friends with uh, like state jobs. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that is not uncommon. Oh, I've never done it, having masturbated in a terrible Mm -hmm. amount of places. I I've never done it at a job where other people were around. That's the only time I've done it. Like (laughs) even it was like I would never go to my car and do it, and I wouldn't go to the bathroom and do it at work either. But like, what would you Most do? Like, you just with, have with, to hold your breath or whatever, and just like breathe as quietly as possible. I don't know. Now, I, or do I, I just breathe very heavily? During very heavily, by the way, <laughs> very heavily. I can hear you from Berkeley. <laughs> uh, Easy Kill says, or Ezekiel says, I read my comics everywhere at one of my jobs or at home in bed. Sometimes I will sit on the boardwalk or when I'm eating at a restaurant by myself. Lately, I've been homeless. Whoa. Parenthetical. Found a place to live recently. So I've been doing nothing but reading in the car I've been sleeping in. So damn, Ezekiel. That's Jesus. I'm glad you got a car. I'm glad you got a home. But now, geez. Uh, is I, I I there's more to this story. I, yeah, I, I want to hear more. Oh man, uh, Smars says at work I use Ooh. the shitty internet at work to read scanlation manga because I hate my job and want to hide away in the crazy manga fantasy world. Understand? I've been there. Understand? Been there. Uh, walk and talking Stephen Hawking, one of my new favorites. Uh, I always read mine while watching Henry read his through his bedroom window. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, this guy doesn't know I read all my comics on the toilet. But uh, to the Matt Cave says, I either read them in my man cave, or Matt Cave as I call it, or in the Star Wars room of my house. Jesus. So, you have so a man cave a, and a Star Wars a room? A man cave and a Star Wars room. Like, Ugh. does your significant other, like, they're cool with this? Like, how many rooms in your house do you have? Well, once again, Henry, we don't understand this living in a place oh, yeah. like the Bay Area. If we lived anywhere but the we- but the, the major city, we would understand having multiple rooms in you a house. You can rent a place with maybe more than... You have a single room, I think? Uh, yeah. I well, yeah, One giant but- room? Yes, yeah, a studio. Studio, one ba- one bathroom, and a kitchen. Uh, Super Giraffe says, and this is the last one, there's a Tim Hortons beside my comic <laughs> shop that I usually read new issues in. I read the ones I'm most excited for, then bring the rest home when I finish my ice cap and read them in bed. This is the most Canadian post of all time. Yeah, I do love the... Uh, I. I, back when I would buy a lot from my local store every Wednesday and I go for New Comic Book Day, I would about half the time go to this uh, place next door in Berkeley that served boba milk tea and I treat myself to a Ooh. to a boba milk tea and flipping through my new comic books. I should probably do that. I should go to some... I wish there was more like those Japanese cafes which is just like 
Here's a nice, clean bed slash comfy chair, which I don't really... Yeah. My bed's not that comfy. I don't own a comfy chair. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to the day when I can buy one. I'm looking forward to... You know, I was eyeing a new $250 mattress on Amazon. I was like, maybe I should just get a new mattress since I read in bed so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I did clean off... You know, I think last week I said I don't read on my couch all that much because I didn't clean it off. I finally cleaned all the uh, <laughs> junk off my couch and... Did read a couple comics on there, though I still prefer reading in bed, I have to say. All right, so this week's question of the week is uh, kind of a thought experiment, though maybe one you can pull off in real life. Okay, so you're asked to give a cool comic book to a young person. What Mm. comic book would you suggest for a younger reader? Like, say, if this Ahmed kid came up to you and was like, I want to read a good comic book. What would you suggest to them? (coughs) I will start off by saying I would definitely suggest books like Lumberjanes, that yeah. we've talked about before, or I Kill Giants, which I talked about earlier on here as well. Is that kid friendly? Oh yeah, I Kill Giants is written yeah, th- from a kid's perspective. It's a huh. it's a kid's book, like it's totally. But it's a book grownups can enjoy that deals with heavy subject matter, but it's written for kids. I, it was tough. I, I think I mentioned it on the show before that I have a uh, one of my best friends from back home is kids about six. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves DC and Marvel cartoons on Netflix. Oh like, yeah, he really loves them, and, and I was like. Uh, but he really loves DC stuff, and at, this, at the time he's like, "Can you recommend any DC current DC comics for him?" I'm like, no, because they're all written for twenty year olds. Yeah, th- no, you cannot. Like Batman right now is fucking Catwoman on a page. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I'd give that to them. There's a lot of blood in DC yeah. as well, and, and Marvel has caught up to them, I think. Uh, oh, from a violence standpoint? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I well, think- though I would say Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, I think that's a great all ages mm. book. And I also would suggest the new, <clears throat> at least the first three issues of Mark Wade and, and Fiona Staples' Archie. I think that's so. Uh, I, I try. When I try. I'm trying to think of the best way to answer this. I because what what comics do I read without sex or violence? It's not. <laughs> it's not many. Uh-huh. Uh, but what have I enjoyed? I really enjoyed Booms. I hope those don't go out of print. Booms mm-hmm. uh, Disney Afternoon, The Rescue Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Ducktales you guy. Love them. You but love I would recommend Duck, uh, Rescue Rangers, and mm-hmm. you need to have. I think you might need to know who Darkwing Duck is to really like yeah, the Darkwing perhaps. Duck comics. But then just pull out your Darkwing DVDs and How, show them. However, the things. This is too personal. Uh-oh. The comics that I have enjoyed just as much as an adult as I, I did as a kid, uh, Weird Science and Weird Fantasy. EC, oh, EC com- I don't, I don't. I just don't want to live in a world where kids aren't excited by space and rockets and, and yeah. nothing. I mean, I, this, I lived in Florida. I saw the space shuttle flow, fly over my house every mission. <laughs> I never read these 50s comics and thought, like, this is so dated. It, it never, <laughs> that never crossed my mind. It was just tales of aliens and uh, yeah. weird science experiments. And like, that technology doesn't exist. Or like, we made that 20 years ago. Like, that, none of that shit went through my head as a pretty smart uh, kid and teenager. And I read them again recently. And like, they're fucking enthralling. They're mm-hmm. like, they're... You know, they're a little corny in the dialogue on occasion. Little, but you could say the same about Twilight Zone. But I'd still sure. watch an episode of Twilight. Oh, it's Zone. so much. There's so much fun, and like I think they're completely appropriate for kids. If people die, it's not in a violent way. It's the, mm. the Disney fall or yes. gasp. As much as the, Running as much as people. Air. As much as school barms in the fifties were bothered by it, mm-hmm. they they actually weren't as graphic and grisly. Or I guess by fifty standards, perhaps. No, they were, I, but... I would love to do a feature someday. 
on like how those were adapted to Tales from the Crypt because they had to make them worse. Oh yeah, because they're 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 almost everybody sexier, bloodier dies of fright and their hair turns white. <laughs> and then, and uh, oh, I and. Oh yeah, did I say unbeatable squirrel girl? Because totally. All right. Well, let me say again, unbeatable squirrel girl. Sex turtles. Like no, but to learn no, what the Dutch microwave. Is. I'm really looking forward to Chip Zdarsky and Chip Zdarsky again with Erica Henderson, the the artist on Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. They're doing the Jughead number one next oh, month, goodness. and I'll be there. I cannot wait for it. Oh, they've been they've been showing early sh- uh, images of it. I'm like, yes, Jughead number one, I and like. then it's amazing that Erica Henderson can somehow balance. She's saying she's doing both books at the same time. Like uh, Squirrel Girl is on like a one or two month hiatus, but she's <laughs> she's gonna do Squirrel Girl when it starts up again. So I don't know I, if she can do it. That's great. I hope she can do Jughead and Squirrel Girl at the same time because. I want both. I don't want either to stop existing, but I want her art on both, and I just don't know if I can have it, you know. Uh, but all right, so that is it. Uh, go to the forums uh, or the page for this week's episode. There's a link to the page in the forums for this week's question of the week. What comic book would you suggest for a younger reader? Answer it there, and we'll read our favorite replies on next week's episode, mm-hmm. which might just be a special one. I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys, but could, we could have another special guest. Oh, gosh, I hope so. I hope so, too. Oh, and I'll just call Dave a special guest if we can anybody <laughs> else. Uh, but hey, Chris, what about plugs? Huh? What? Oh, laser time, baby! Yeah, this yeah. episode's uh, How to Survive a Scandal. Episode, yeah, yeah you, you prepared it, uh, hosted it for the most part. God, I love not... Uh, being the host of a show, mm-hmm. yeah, I really do. I I get to enjoy it most of the time, and it, I like when you get to. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice break from prepping mm-hmm. and trying to keep things in order. I get to uh, derail everything. Yeah, it feels great. And, it feels great. But yeah, it was a fun collection of like celebrity gossip and clips from. And I have a feeling I'm, I'll have a lot to answer for on bonus time, which you can get on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, for all the patrons, a special yep. only for them. Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime, <laughs> and you also get. Access to the Monday Night Movie streams, mm-hmm. which we just did. The Last you Dragon, weekly so movie much commentaries. Fun. This week, uh, people are voting right now, and it looks like a kind of a toss-up between mm-hmm. Street Fighter, the movie, Scott Pilgrim, um, maybe They Live, and there was one more. And I love like, all those. I love all three of those in their own way. I and would, Monster Squad. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love that one too. I've seen Scott Pilgrim the least recently, mm-hmm. so I I kind of feeling that way. But I don't want to sway the vote. You you got you patrons. Go in there and vote. For we'll yourself. find out Thursday. And there's a uh, the season finale of Talking Simpsons. Yeah, some Enchanted Evening, the weirdest, roughest Simpsons episode of all time. Yeah, it's a very it's a strange one, and we watched find it and talked why. all about it. Yeah, and there's also a VG Empire 100 <laughs> still out there. Like great celebration of the of of a milestone for Brad Elston's podcast. It's true, one. I had a ton of fun with the VG Empire this week. I can't mm. wait for you guys to hear it. I oh, know you mean um, VGA. VGA. Oh, VGA sorry. Video yes. Apocalypse. The, we that did show. have a lot of fun on that. I was on that one too. It was a good one. And please check out our YouTube channel. We got streams of the new oh, Destiny, good, yeah. uh, new Mario Maker, uh, levels made by you guys. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking awesome. And Shitty we, South Park games. We, yeah, on our South Park returning, we have an article up on lasertimepodcast.com ranking the faculty of South Park <laughs> Elementary. Uh, in addition to shit show streams of the N64 South Park game and South Park Rally. 
we do so much awesome stuff. We're the best. Yeah. And, and you should check it out and all the free stuff and the cool things on uh, patreon.com slash laser time. And also there were a bunch of new articles on the site like that Netflix one I told you about. I wrote about the top seven cheesiest music video movie crossovers, which I loved. Uh, Dave did a ranking of every single South Park faculty member. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's so many great things. So check all that out. We love you. I hope you love us too. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!